This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Is there a band that's made a bigger transformation than Fall Out Boy? Like, they've got some hits like this, but, like, their early stuff is considered maybe a little more emo. Yeah, it is. They, they yeah. made a big transition. They did. Yeah, they did. They did. But a lot of them sound this. It's like, we have mastered three chords. That's all we're going to play. That's all we're going to play. <laughs> it's the Blink-182 Blink school. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It, it, it worked for one band. Why not work for another? It's Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Randy Scott. I'm Gabe Nigel. Filling in for the guys today, and the news of the day is that DeAndre Hopkins is no longer a member of the Arizona Cardinals, released by the club earlier today after three years with Arizona. And to help us break it all down is Josh Weinfuss from ESPN. He is the ESPN Arizona Cardinals reporter joining us right here on Canty and Carlin. And and Josh, let's go ahead and start with that. I'm surprised that the Cardinals could not find a trade partner. Were you surprised that Hopkins was straight up released instead of traded? I'm not, not at all, actually. I figured this was going to be the case. I did not expect them to trade him simply because I knew teams around the league had kind of been sniffing around and kind of talking about maybe a sixth or seventh round pick. And the Cardinals just weren't going to give Hopkins up for that. But I think teams also knew that, like, they were going to have to do something at some point. The contract was too big for them to manage this year, both in salary and in cap space. So I think a lot of teams was kind of, you know, maybe took a flyer, said, here's what we're thinking. And then they probably said, you know what, if you don't want that, that's fine. We're just going to wait you out because you're going to have to do something at some point. Josh, talking to Cardinal fans who said, man, it seemed like we were tanking before we got rid of D-Hop. Now it really seems like we're tanking. How would you best describe or explain the plan or direction of this franchise? I don't I don't like the key word just simply because I think that teams don't actively – I think not all teams actively try to tank. I do think they're going through a massive reset, right? They're going through a massive overhaul. And I think in the process, you're going to end up struggling quite a bit. And that might end up with that first or second pick because, well, you might get both because of how the Texans, because of the Texans trade. But like, here's the thing. He was the last hope for this offense to be something productive this year, right? Like when he's on the field, the defense has to account for him at all times. So when you put whoever the quarterback is, and it's Colt McCoy for the first few games, and when Kyler Murray comes back from his injury, whoever the quarterback is will have the option of DeAndre Hopkins on one side of him and the man coverage on the other side because the defenses tend to shade either one or two extra guys over to D-Hop's way. Without him on the field, they don't really have a receiver that's that quote-unquote scary. Like their next best receiver is Hollywood Brown, and he just does not command that type of attention. So the offense is going to struggle, which means I think the team is going to be, I mean, if you thought they were going to be bad beforehand, I just don't know if they're going to be, any, they're going to be worse when it comes down to it. Josh Weinfuss joining us here on Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Josh is the ESPN Arizona Cardinals reporter. I'm Gabe Knight, so along with Randy Scott as we fill in for the guys. So as Kyler Murray continues to recover from the ACL injury he suffered last season, does it make sense for the Cardinals to even play him at all in 2023? Or is it just going to be best to kind of hit that full reset button, have him be healthy, ready to go with whatever the 2024 roster looks like? Were you in the media room the other day? Because we literally just had this conversation. Like, is this what's going to be, what's going to happen? And here's the thing, like, I don't think Kyler Murray's going to let that happen. I think he's going to push so hard to come back and play when he's ready that I don't think that they're going to want him. I don't think he's going to let them 
keep him out the whole year. Now, I think it comes down to, are they going to end up trading him after this year if they get that first or second pick? Even if they get the first pick and Caleb Williams is on the board, um, which by total coincidence, he's now coached by the Cardinals' former head coach, Cliff Kingsbury at USC. But that's a side note, right? So I don't know. If, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they will bring Kyler back at some point when he's ready. It might not be as soon as it would have been had DeAndre Hopkins been on the field. But I think keeping him out for an entire year, like the last football he played wasn't exactly great, but it wasn't all his fault, right? I put a lot of what happened last season on Cliff Kingsbury. So if you're going to try to get a trade partner to move him, I think you need to put some good stuff on tape. Now, with all that being said, look what I just how I answered your last question. Like, no Hopkins, this offense is going to be very good. So how's Kyler going to look in this current offense? So there's just so many variables, but no, I don't think he's going to end up sitting out the whole year. Now, I've been wrong before. Ask my wife. I'm wrong a ton. In this case, I don't think I will be. I think he will play at least half the season. Okay. All right, Josh Weinfuss, our ESPN Arizona Cardinals reporter. We've been asking this question throughout the show. We've been dialing in on people's walk-up songs. We want to know if you've had an opportunity, whether it's pro wrestling or Major League Baseball, whatever it is, what is your walk-up song? You know what? For me, it's a pretty easy answer. Uh, Ain't nothing but a G thing by Snoop Dogg. I've been a Snoop Dogg my whole life, and I think just having those opening beats come on as I'm walking. I mean, we should have them go walk into the press box, right? Like, we should have a walk-up song when we get off the elevator and press boxes and we walk to our seat. Like, that would be dope. So that would be my walk-up song. Josh Weinfuss, let's go. He's coming through with a really good one that nobody else has said. It's it's fantastic. I think it, it certainly shoots towards the top of the list of all the other ones that have been suggested today. Josh, we certainly appreciate that contribution. We certainly appreciate you educating us on everything happening with the Arizona Cardinals. Enjoy your holiday weekend. Thanks, Jack. You too. Josh Weinfuss, ESPN Arizona Cardinals reporter, joining us here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Gabe Neitzel, and Randy Scott filling in for the guys um, today. That's, that had, that I'm stunned by his choice. Stunned. You didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming at all. He's so mild-mannered when we have him on SportsCenter. Like, he's always like got an immaculate background. It looks beautiful. It's a desert topography. He's got cacti and things like that. Maybe like a scorpion balanced on the mic. He's... Mr. Arizona, I did not picture Snoop from him, man. <laughs> it was a good selection, though. Yeah. Really good selection. Actually, Dr. He, Dre he, featuring Snoop. Sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, well, we apologize for, a- you know. Actually. Well, well actually. Actually, yeah. I'm still a home run. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if it went over the fence or not. It doesn't matter. I'm just swimming really fast. I love it. I love it. It's not that limited. Josh Josh brought up a really good point, though, Randy, in that if the Cardinals end up with that number one pick, which I think most pundits are predicting at this point, the mm-hmm. Cardinals, especially without Kyler Murray, for who knows how long this season, with the way the roster is currently constructed, it's not a great roster. They're the favorites to have the number one overall pick. And Caleb Williams would appear to be one of the top picks next season. If the Cardinals end up with that number one pick, are you trading away Kyler Murray? Can you trade Kyler Murray away with the contract that you signed him to with Caleb Ooh. Williams sitting out there? I don't know that you can trade him. That's a good. I thought you were going to ask me if, as a fan of another team, I would trade for him. And the answer is no, because he's not durable. He doesn't stay on the field. Uh, and we're talking about a $46.1 million average annual value on that contract. I don't know that you can find a dance partner to deal him. I truly don't. You would need maybe an OU alum 
to own a team somewhere. You know what I mean? Like it would have yeah. to be a perfect storm. I think you're stuck. I really think you're stuck. Whew. Man, having the number one overall pick and with all the excitement that's out there between not just Caleb Williams, but I think Drake May is going to be seemingly yeah. as a part of that conversation as well. If you have the number one overall pick and you're not thrilled with what's happened with Kyler Murray, that would put the Cardinals in a really interesting situation. Certainly something worth keeping an eye on going forward. But with DeAndre Hopkins out there, it also got us thinking today, Randy, mm-hmm. here on Canty Carlin ESPN Radio ESPN app. What are the top three wide receiver quarterback combos? Because a lot of people thought that with Murray and DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona, they had the potential to get there. Obviously never did for a number of different reasons. But if you were to sit there right now and scan the NFL, who are the top three quarterback wide receiver duos in your mind? I think there's two obvious ones. I think there's two that are on every list. The third spot to me is the one up for grabs. I, okay, I don't know. I think my third one might be my strongest. Might be my strongest one. So I'm going to backload this thing. But my top, okay. my top wide receiver and quarterback connection um, is uh, is uh, Josh Allen and, and Stephon Diggs. I think yep. we I think we unlocked Josh Allen in Baltimore once we got an elite wide receiver option for him. And I get it. Like you know, the Department of, of of Obvious here to say you give a quarterback an elite wide receiver and oh the quarterback's numbers get better. But I'm here to tell you that's not always the case. All right, I watched Randy Moss in in uh, Oakland with the Raiders. You know what I mean? Like you can bring an elite <laughs> talent to a team and it doesn't always lead to success. If anything, it's sort of a litmus test for your quarterback. You learn about your quarterback in those moments. And what we've learned uh, about about uh, Stefan Diggs is he is sort of the cheddar cheese of the offense with regard to the recipe. He makes everything better. He makes everything and everyone better, and he did that with Josh Allen. So that is my top wide receiver quarterback combination. What about you? Are you making cheese references just to placate me, the I, Wisconsin boy on the panel here? Because I appreciate go. that. All right, appreciate I appreciate that. that. Yeah. Um, my number one duo is you just go to Cincinnati because with what Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have been able to do, and Jamar missed a number of games last year, still had ridiculous numbers, and what they've been able to do in just two years together mm-hmm. – I've got them as the number one. And it goes back to them playing at LSU together. They have that that chemistry, that rare chemistry that so many teams are looking for from their quarterback, from that number one wide receiver. It's it's pretty much an unstoppable duo with what they've been able to do. So I would put Burrow and Chase as my number one. Burrow and Chase is a really good one. It's a really good one. Um man, you know, it's it the numbers would be so much better if there wasn't so much competition for the football. But when they lock in on each other, like he is, he's truly the safety valve for Burrow. Like Burrow knows he's mm-hmm. always open. I can throw him open. He's going to fight for the football, which is not always the case with some of these elite guys. Um, man, I think I had him on my list. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump off of that, and I'm gonna go to. I know you got one in Philly, and that's a really good one. Um, Seattle's so appetizing because of DK. I don't know if I believe in Geno though. Yeah, that's the problem there. I, I I think I think if this calf strain, I'm I'm concerned by an Aaron Rodgers calf strain. I am. But if he's healthy, if we're assuming health, 
I think in. you have to assume health at this point, especially because it's, it's late May. Yeah. I'm sure the calf will be fine for Aaron, although the calf was a problem at previous points in his career as well. Yes, it was. But I think we're going to see some Devontae Adams production numbers from Garrett Wilson if we can get 15 games from Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to put Rodgers and Wilson on there. I think Garrett, Garrett Wilson, the leap that we see rookie year to sophomore year, just file this away for your fantasy football drafts. That is the biggest statistical improvement out of any of the skill positions. Okay, more than quarterback, more than running back, more than tight end. It's at wide receiver. So I think Wilson takes the leap, and Aaron Rodgers is a perfect guy to get him there. Yeah, I mean, just the statistical leap he took in the non-Zach Wilson division last year when literally anybody else at was playing quarterback. The Mike numbers what? for Garrett Wilson were fantastic. They yeah. were tremendous. So, you know, get Aaron Rodgers behind there. I would expect some similar numbers for him. I think that's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's tough just because we haven't seen it. So it, it's tough for me to go, yep, I, I think I put them in my top three. Yeah. Um, so I, I do have, and I feel that A.J. Brown, despite being somebody who was top five in the league in receiving yards last year, I feel he's a little underrated. Because everyone thinks that Jalen Hurts is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Dude was up for the MVP last year, mm-hmm. one of the finalists for that award. So when you pair Hurts and A.J. Brown together, to me, you have to put them on that list, especially in, an, in a conference that is just doesn't have the top-tier quarterback talent. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, you got to put them on my they, they are number two on my list for me. Okay. All right, number three for me is the leading receiver last two seasons in the NFL. It's Justin Jefferson and it's Kirk Cousins. And I... There's going to be chuckles. There's going to be giggles. People are like, well, Kirk Cousins. Don't let the quarterback, you know, uh, awkwardness fool you. You know, Russell Wilson had some prolific connections because he was out in Seattle, and he's Mr. Unlimited. Like, it can be cringe, and it can still work between the lines. And that's Kirk Cousins, and that's Justin Jefferson. Jefferson's numbers, I mean, 1,800 receiving yards last season to go with eight touchdowns. He had more touchdowns the previous year and 1,600 receiving yards. He's proven it's not a fluke. He's proven working double coverage or I mean, you know, double team bracket coverage whatever it is. Uh he is he is that he is that dude and uh he makes Kirk Cousins better. So that connection works. Kirk Cousins. That hey, we're talking about duos and it works. Kirk Kirk Cousins? <laughs> What's your number? Like you're you're going to like you you were like, "Well, I don't know if I believe in this guy. I don't know if I can put this guy on the list." Okay. But then you decide to just go, "Oh, you know what? But I can trust Kirk Cousins." Yeah, no, that's that's not a big deal. I Nobody's going to question this at all. <laughs> I could ju- Okay, are we talking about a duo to lead you to a Super Bowl? Cuz Kirk well, no, Cousins I th- I is not that guy. I think it's just the top 3. I think it's just the top 3 I in the league. Think it works, man, because uh, the, uh, okay. Well, I want to uh, uh, let's get to your number three because we have some okay. alternates here. We can kind of explain it. Who's your number three? Yeah, well, number three, I, I just can't leave them off the list, and, and I wanted to come up with someone else, but they're just too good. It's your number one. Like, I, I have to put Josh oh. Allen. I have to put Stephon Diggs on that list because they're just too good. Like Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. Yeah. Again, you have one of the guys who's uh, in the conversation as best receiver every year, and another guy who's in the conversation right now for best quarterback in the NFL, and mm-hmm. guy that's going to. I mean, non because Patrick Mahomes is going to be the best quarterback in the NFL for the next decade. Right. So non-Patrick Holmes division, the dude's going to be up for MVP awards. He's just, he's that guy. And, and those two together have been making magic in Buffalo. It's why that has been a relevant franchise over the last three, four years. Yeah, he is, he is that he is that guy. I was looking hard at the Miami connections because I feel like Tyreek Hill's numbers are insane a, a year ago, 1,700 yards. I don't know, though, that Tua which maybe flies in the face of what I'm trying to say about Kirk Cousins, but I don't know that it's a Tua. Uh, it's on the strength of, of Tua's contribution to the duo. I feel sure. like it's more a Tyreek award, and maybe that's the case for Justin Jefferson as well. We need Tua to stay on the field 
both for his own health and for us to get a good sample size and the Dolphins to to get that as well. But I I think Tua and Tyreek uh, deserve uh, consideration on this. And then Dak and C.D. Lamb. I know you were high on those two. Yeah, I mean, Dak and C.D. Lamb certainly, I think, deserve consideration. C.D. Lamb was just outside the top five last year in terms of overall yards. And, I mean, especially in that division, I want to believe in Dak more than I do. But he just like every time you start to believe in him, then he mm-hmm. there, there's going to be something that just kind of falls apart, just some sort of strange interception where you're kind of scratching your head, going, "Wait, what? Just did he really just do that? Right. That that was the decision that you made in that play." And that the the great thing about Dak is that he's got the ability to bounce back from those. He has shown that, which is something that uh, and the different guy you had mentioned, Russell Wilson's thrown some very questionable interceptions in his career, but the dude has like. Uh, he, he's a goldfish to, to, to steal something from Ted Lasso. Like yeah. the, the memory just does not exist of that bad play because he can come back and then just stack good one on top of good one on top of good one. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think if we're having this conversation at this point a year from now, I think we're going to be talking about maybe as an alternate, maybe not a top three, but but I think we're going to be talking about Derek Carr and Chris Olave. I feel like Olave. Again, making the leap from year one to year two, and Derek Carr being in a system where he feels you know comfortable, where he has often you know uh, an offensive line who can keep him upright, and where he's not trying. To, and when I say comfortable, I to me the Josh McDaniels offense didn't you know is so unnecessarily complicated that it turned Derek Carr into a turnover machine. And I feel like that's more reflective of the offensive scheme than the quarterback. And I feel like he's going to absolutely cook with a healthy uh, Mike Thomas as well as Chris Olave. I, I don't think that this duo could be top three, but I think it's one to keep an eye on. Okay, And that's in Jacksonville. Because I think we just continued to see the growth of Trevor Lawrence. It took him about a half season to grasp what Doug Peterson was coaching him on. And now that he's actually receiving coaching versus what happened his rookie year, mm-hmm. I, I think he's really getting set to take off. And Christian Kirk was somebody that I made fun of the signing. I, everybody was going, what are the Jaguars doing? Well, I guess the Jaguars are going to Jaguar. They're going to give the number 3 receiver from the Arizona Cardinals that kind of money. And Kirk had over 1,100 yards receiving last year. I think those two, if they continue to grow together, can certainly maybe not top 3, but be knocking on the door as one of those top 5 duos yeah. in the NFL. And maybe we have it. Maybe it's a, it's a, it's a Joe Burrow situation with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. You know what I mean? Like maybe we have mm-hmm. it with with Calvin Ridley as well. Let's not forget how talented he is, and this will be the best quarterback that he'll have played with as well in Trevor Lawrence. Canteen Carlin, it's presented by Progressive Insurance. Make sure your family is well taken care of with life insurance. Protect your phones, laptops, and more with electronic device insurance, and cover your furry friends with pet health insurance. Coming up next year on Canty and Carlin, we're going to play a little game. Respect it or check it. Is Game 6 a must-win for the Heat? That's what will kick it off. Coming up next, Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. This is the Canteen Carlin Podcast. What on earth is this? Is this that like Euro pop stuff that Rothstein was talking about? Remember we had Michael <laughs> oh, Rothstein? That, oh, the Eurovision stuff? Yeah, is that what this is? No, th- I, this is Agua from October 1997. Like, is this Bar- a, like is Barbie this a, Girl, Aqua? like Barbie Girl, yeah, yeah. They're the same. People. So is this like a song you can dance to in DDR? I, it probably, I don't know. DDR is dance, 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 dance revolution. Revolution. Just never heard it called DDR. That's all. I was just, I was curious. <laughs> I was just curious about it. It's can't you? I don't need a video game radio. to dance, but yeah. Okay. ESPN. <laughs> can't tell me what to do. Video game. Kenty Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Time to play a little respect it or check it. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com respect it or check it with kent and carlin respect it or check it brought to you by fanduel sportsbook make every moment more so we've got some takes that are out there hot takes Beck or Chadler, hot takes. hot takes. Great point by Shannon Penn, mm-hmm. our producer. And we're going to either respect it or we're going to check it. Yeah. Here on Canty and Carlin, he's Randy Scott. I'm Gabe Neitzel filling in for the guys today. All right, Shannon, what is our first uh, hot take that you want to throw out? All right, there? here we go. Respect it or check it. We've got some hot takes here written by Eric. Hopefully I'll read them correctly. Randy, I will start with you. Game six is a must win for the Miami Heat. Are you going to respect it or are you going to check it? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respect it. I'm going to respect it. It is absolutely a must win. You cannot go back to Boston. I know Eric Spolster's tough. I know Pat Riley's tougher. I know about heat culture. I know about how chesty and loud their fans can be. I get it. I know Jimmy Butler's that dude. I don't expect Jimmy Butler to have a 14-point performance again the rest of the playoffs. But I think if you let Boston get back home and you let that feral crowd at the Boston Garden go wild again like they did, I don't see the Miami Heat coming out of Boston with travel plans for Denver. You know what I'm saying? I, there, it's back home to South Beach and on to the rest of the rest of the off season. Do not lose this game in Miami, okay? Because your season will be a formality in 48 hours' time. I'm going to check it, and maybe that's because I still have a little PTSD from what the Miami Heat, Heat did to my Milwaukee Bucks here, and that I thought the Bucks were just going to, oh, it's okay, the Heat won the game, who cares, that was a fluke, the Bucks are just going to go out there and roll, and then the Heat and Jimmy Butler just kept coming after the Bucks. They have a different gear that they can reach with Jimmy Butler. Now, they haven't done that the last two games, especially yesterday. Jimmy only took 10 shots, don't know what that was all about. But I'm going to check it. This is a tough team that they can win anywhere. Even if they've lost three in a row, I I cannot write them off at any point. So I'm going to check that Game 6 is a must-win for the Miami Heat. And you can tune in tomorrow night for Game 6 of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals as the Heat host the Celtics. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 
80. All right, Gabe, here we go. Next question here. Respect it or check it. I'll start with you, Gabe. DeAndre Hopkins is still a number one receiver in the NFL. Respect it or check it? 100% respect it. He absolutely is still a number one wide receiver in the NFL. I know he's about to turn 31 years old, and there have been a couple of injuries and mostly a suspension in his past over the last couple of years that have prevented him from playing a full season in Arizona. But when he played last year, he still averaged 80 yards a game. Like He's still one of the elite guys up there. Maybe he's not top five, maybe he's top ten, but he is still capable of being a number one wide receiver in this league if that's what he decides to do. Uh, absolutely he is, because by definition, a number one wide receiver is one through 32, right? You have to be in the top 32 in terms of production. In a, a limited sample size, again, by his own doing because of the suspension, but nine games last season, and some of those games played without Kyler Murray, all due respect to Colt McCoy, okay? DeAndre Hopkins averages, you said, Gabe, 80 yards a game. That puts him in top 10 in terms of average production in a season, and if you double it out, or uh, even extrapolated at a pace out to 17 games, we're talking about a 1,400-yard receiving season. Okay, so he is still that guy, and that's why I truly hope he goes somewhere where he has a number, like a top 10 quarterback to throw him the football because goodness knows he's earned that in his career. All right, here we go. Respect it or check it. Moving to the NBA. Randy, the best fit for Kyrie Irving is the Los Angeles Lakers. Not saying if if the Lakers are the best option or Kyrie's the best option for the Lakers. I'm saying for Mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving, the best fit for Kyrie, the Los Angeles Lakers. Respect it or check it? I respect it. I respect it. It is. Man, I'm so agreeable with this. I mean, something's wrong. I don't think anybody should want (laughs) Kyrie. But I can't. Like if I'm a fan, if I'm if I'm Rob Lowe wearing that NFL logo hat, right? And I'm just a fan. I'm wearing an NBA hat. I'm just a general fan. I'm not psyched about Kyrie Irving go, joining my team. Go NBA. No way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think the Lakers have the veterans there. Not Anthony. I mean Anthony Davis in terms of a lob threat at the rim and a and a rim protector. Assuming you can get 60 games out of him, but but LeBron being the guy who's going to hold you in check. So for Kyrie, you are a you are a, a playoff team. You're a title threat. In the Western Conference, you get to play with a guy that you've won with before, and you get to be in Los Angeles and some of the creative opportunities out there. Lakers are the best fit. I'm just hoping both teams have fun. Uh, But I respect (laughs) this. Um, I respect that the best place for Kyrie Irving is L.A., A, because he wants to be there. And it's kind of funny because he wanted to get out from LeBron's shadow when they were both in Cleveland. And now the best thing for him is to go back and play with the guy he probably had the most success with in his career. If Kyrie wants to be somewhere, that's the best fit for him. And clearly he wants to go to the Lakers. He wants to reunite with LeBron James. I don't know how the Lakers necessarily make it work, but it would be the best thing for him to play with LeBron to hold and have LeBron hold him accountable throughout the course of his season. All right, moving to the NFL, Gabe. John Gruden, John Gruden, wow. John Gruden installing the Saints offense today is a bad sign for New Orleans. Um, okay, I think I've got to talk this out with myself, at least out loud, before I decide if I respect it or check it. Because, all right, all right. Like, so why, why is John Gruden there? Is it because he has a relationship with Derek Carr? So like Carr convinced... The Saints to let Gruden come in? Does he have a connect? I'm trying to figure out why John Gruden would have been present at an OTA for the New Orleans Saints. Does anybody have a good answer for that? I think okay. So Dennis Allen is the head coach. There's a Raiders yep. connection because Dennis yep. Allen had the had this, the timeout uh, in in Oakland as well. Uh, John Gruden is it, it's a complicated thing. Not only because I mean, goodness, I mean he he 
there's a reason he's not in the NFL now. I mean, it's problematic mm-hmm. to say the least, right? He's also a former ESPN colleague, so let's let's put that out there as well. And and I'll be Full further disclosure. further transparent and say I'm a I'm a Raiders fan. Um, <laughs> so I say all that to say, like, if there's someone who can communicate with Derek Carr on a football X's and O's level and who drew the best statistical seasons out of Derek Carr, it's John Gruden. And if this is truly the system that they want to run in New Orleans, and it sounds like it is, um, maybe it was even a, a cheap exercise for the Saints. Maybe it was a, it, you know, a cost-effective thing. Gruden doesn't need the money. Uh, so I, I, I understand it. Is it a bad sign? No. So I'm going to check it. Um, I'm going <sighs> to... I'm going to respect it because if, if you can't have – it's not like John Gruden's going to be continuously coming in through OTAs and the mandatory minicamp. It's not like John Gruden's going to be there for your your off-season program. He's not going to be there in training camp. Why would you have him come in now? Like That's not good if you're having somebody with that kind of – like if John, if John Gruden shows up somewhere, chances are he's going to have to be the alpha dog. Like he's going to have to take over practice and be the guy running things. I, that's just a bad thing. That's a bad thing. It's a bad look for the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to go ahead and respect it. Okay. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. I, I don't know what the play of the night is. I just know that Randy Scott was working incredibly hard at it. I, I, I don't know what it is. I'm curious what it is. We're going to find out together. What the play of the night is. Coming up next, Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, in the ESPN app. Canteen Carlin, the podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canteen Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Game night to Randy Scott. Handy, hand, uh, hanging out. Whew. Getting close to that weekend. Filling in for the guys on Canty and Carlin ESPN Radio, ESPN app. You were during the you were working hard on this play of the night. It yes. sounded like people were impressed with this. What do you have as our play of the night here All on right. Canty and Carlin? Well, just because you know this is our last show before the weekend, so we're not going to do a show uh, the day of the Celts Heat game six. So my parlay is for tomorrow. Gives you plenty of time to. To analyze it, and you hear parlay, and you're like, "Isn't that a sucker's bet? Have you even won any of these?" And the answer is no, no, not yet. But you want to be in. <laughs> but you want to be on the ride. You want to be on the roller coaster when it when it hits. That's exactly it. That's exactly. So we're gonna go with the Heat plus three tomorrow, and it's a bit of an emotional hedge because you're also saying, "Randy, aren't you the one saying that it's headed for a game seven? Yeah, but history would say otherwise. So let's <laughs> let's go ahead and have an emotional hedge. Let's say the Heat. The Heat are getting three, so even if the Celts win by one, uh, you know, Daddy can cash both of these, all right? So let's go Heat plus three, and then we're going to go Jalen Brown to have over two and a half threes. The Celtics are going to keep putting up threes, so if Jalen Brown makes three or more, uh, you're going you're gonna to go ahead and be on track. Out, and then we're going points, assists, and rebounds. So these numbers that you're going to hear are for a combination of all three of those categories for an individual player, okay? Al Horford, over 15 and a half. Does Horford okay. get does Horford get three boards? Does he get three assists? And does he have ten points? You win. Does yeah. he does he have sixteen points? You win. Caleb Martin going to get a ton of run for the Heat. I don't know that Gabe Vincent's going to be a hundred percent. Martin started in place of Kevin Love. Uh, Caleb Martin combined points, assists, and rebounds over nineteen and a half. 
Again, got to feel pretty good about that. 14, yeah. 14 points, three assists, a couple of boards you, you cash. And same for Marcus Smart, over 22 and a half. And that seems like a lot, but Marcus Smart has had a 10-assist half in these playoffs. So if he even has eight assists and four rebounds, you're at 12, and then you need eight points, he's going to get that. Marcus Smart loves a, some Marcus Smart shooting. All of that combined. like a 21-point game. All of that combined is plus 3,000. means you bet, you bet 10 bucks, you're cashing a $310 ticket. So... Hey, cash it. Think of me fondly when hey. you spend it. Yeah, dream big, right? That's, that's, all, that's all we're saying. That's Let's all go. we're telling you out there. Dream yeah, big. That's it. Let's get to a little three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Little three and out plus a little weekend preview, which is brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote and get started seeing how much you could save. So, what were your plans this weekend? Because this is always a weekend that I look forward to, especially living in the state of Wisconsin. It's it's the unofficial leap. Into summer. The nice weather is here. Yeah. I want to go outside. I want to have a beer in my hand somewhere, probably on a patio somewhere in the great city of Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing about having kids, Gabe, and I can say this now because you don't have any yet. Uh, when they start playing youth sports, youth sports do whatever they can to steal your holiday weekends. Memorial Day weekend, uh, Indigenous Peoples weekend, whatever it is. Uh, oh, hey, folks, we've got a tournament in some godforsaken part of the state you've never been to and will never go to again. Uh, good news, you know, it's it's several soccer games over the course of three days. Bad news, you also have to pay an entry fee. Like, it's it's truly remarkable what you sports will do. So, I have some, some soccer games that I'm going to be going to, but Monday... Uh, I mean, at the I mean, geez, Monday's going to be summer beer season. Like it's a kickoff, oh, this, yeah. and I I don't want to hear from IPA guy. I don't want to hear from like, yeah, but did it burn as it went down? <laughs> like you know the the beer snobs who are like who are like, oh, have you tried chest hair ale? And you're like, no. And they're like, but it's made from real chest hair. And you're like, no, I don't want. Give me the fruity stuff, man. Oh, give me a shandy. Give me a liney Kugel Ooh. shandy. Give me a Sam now Adams. You're talking my Is language. it hoppy? Yeah, right. Give me a Sam Adams porch rocker. That's a, the IPA crowd, man. When they're hey, it has 300 calories, and I had five of them, and I can't figure out why I can't keep the weight off. Really, really? Like, I mean, let, come on. Light beer, summer beer. It's the start to that season on Monday. Let's go. Yeah, and look. It is also, I am a big make-as-many-meals-as-I-can-outside guy. Once the weather turns like this, I got married almost a year ago, and a bunch of my friends pulled together to get me a smoker. Oh, Oh, so yeah, we're we're gonna find we're gonna I don't know for what we're gonna do. I don't know if it's gonna be ribs. I don't know if yeah. it's gonna be a brisket. But there's probably going to be some meat that's find its way onto the smoker this weekend, so we can celebrate the three day weekend the right way. That's part of it too. Is when you live in a cold area of the country where you suffer through a winter, when the warm weather hits, when it really turns, like you said, when you turn a corner, it, you want to be outside as much as possible, and you you find yourself looking around, going, "We earned this." We earned oh. this sunshine, this seventy degrees, sixty degrees, whatever it is. So, yeah, man. And hey, Milwaukee is a is an underrated city for warm weather too. Once the weather turns, hey, keep it secret. Hey, N- Nashville we, we of the north, to, Nashville yeah, of the hey, north, maybe. 
Look, we we don't want everybody to know, so everybody starts flocking here, you know, <laughs> especially especially like all those, you know, bachelorette parties that had a hard time with the draft that was there in Nashville a couple of years ago since we got the draft coming up to Green Bay in a couple of years. We don't want too many people to know about it. But yes, Milwaukee, fantastic in the summer. The lake's right there. Get a beautiful view of the lake, mm-hmm. have a cold one in your hand, and look, we've got plenty of options because of all the microbrews yes. around here. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just it's time to be you know sitting on a patio somewhere having a cold drink in your hand Old having rooftop. some having some free, yeah oh yeah Atta we're boy. starting to get more rooftops too across Milwaukee and a boy oh it is I so I'm sure you're going to have a great time Randy yep. you know at you know the youth soccer games and you know hey you love your kids and all that that's it, great yeah um, we'll talk walk up songs you know I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna be having a couple of cold ones and a boy no nothing nothing wrong with that what are you throwing on the smoker real quick. You said I think it's going to end up being a brisket. I think it's going to be a brisket. brisket it's got to go big. Got to go brisket. Good boy. Joe and Amber coming up next right here at ESPN Radio, ESPN app. This is Ben, Canty and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.